I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive in season five of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith Show. We have a... Oh, that's for the hornets. Yeah, that's the bee. We have a treat tonight. We are talking this weekend to the choreographers. We are talking to Robin Schroth today. We're so excited. Um, Robin is just a breath of fresh air, a beam of sunshine, insert whatever um, kind of uh, phrase you want. We love her so much and loved talking to her about uh, her journey and such a beautiful teacher, yes. mentor, mm -hmm. friend, um, all around great, great human. human yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. We will be right kickball change back. <laughs> oh, see what you did there. Hello, hello. Hi, Robin. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can How you hear are me? you? I can hear you loud and clear. I'm good. I'm just sitting here with a blanket around my legs because our house is always freezing. So. Well, I am here. Uh, we're happy to talk to you. I'm sitting here with my co-host and husband, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Matthew Connor. How are you, my dear? I'm great. I'm better now that I'm talking to you. Our house is cold, too, and I'm sitting here with my Target reading glasses on. Oh, man. <laughs> I got oh, a five-pack. Oh, you got a five-pack. Well, I have glasses everywhere in this home. So, um, And we, we're also joined by our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Hey, Robin. Hey, Ryan. How are you? I am well. Good to hear from you. Nice to hear from you, too. I, I'm, I yep. just feel like this is a, a highlight of the week, a Saturday night with three handsome guys. I can't stand it. Oh. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to take this podcast seriously. <laughs> Hey Robin, let's get a few things out of the way. I need to. I don't. I'm trying to remember. I know that we were pretty close when we were. We were. I was in school when you were a teacher. But are you from Winchester? I'm from Berryville. You're from Berryville. So does that mean you were a Clark County girl? Yes, but I came to Hanley High School, Winchester City Schools, in the fourth grade because my mother taught at was a guidance counselor at Hanley. So I graduated from Winchester City Schools, even though I lived in Berryville, and both my parents were from Winchester. So that maybe was the connection that kind of led you into John Hanley, Apple Blossom sort of um, world. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, as we know, let's just start there. As we know, the town used to shut down. I don't know if it still does, but we're going to pretend like it still does for the Winchester Apple Blossom Festival. Yes, it did. And still does. However, not recently, but um, because of COVID. So it's this year, I think will be just gangbusters. It'll be crazy. So um, and you're always a part of putting together the pageant or you used to be. I used to be. I have um, I relinquished those duties to my sweet cohort, Mary Robert. She now choreographs for that. Oh, wow. I did it. You know, I did it forever with Elaine Akins, who is, you know, past president of Apple Blossom, very, very active, like one of the pillars of volunteerism for Apple Blossom. But she, um, she used to be the choral director at Daniel Morgan Middle School. And there was a time when the middle school was the performing ensemble for, um, Apple Blossom. And then Elaine moved up to Hanley as choral director there. And so she asked me to come and work with her. And I did that for like, well, I, and then, then there was a new choral director. So from that time, I did like 16 years of doing Apple Blossom Festival pageant performance, which was a big show choir performance. So I remember, I mean, literally, you, I'm sure, have a list of names of people who've either been to your house or you've been to the, the parties. But, like, I met Susan Lucci. I met Mary Tyler Moore. I yeah. met Diane Carroll. I mean, it was, it's a big deal. Well, and when I was growing up, I, you know, we, my ballet studio, which was in Winchester, 
we performed for the coronation, which was held on the Hanley steps. So I can remember dancing. They would never let you do it now because these here we were 10 years old dancing on these wooden platforms that were up on the esplanade built up behind the brick wall. And, you know, there we were. We could just, you know, take a dive off. But when I was like 10, I guess, President Johnson's daughter was queen and he came to Apple Blossom and we all were in the in Hanley High School, shook his hand and the um, Grand Marshal was Lucille Ball. No shit. She walked across Hanley campus in a watermelon pink suit and that red hair. Oh my God. Yep. Wow. Have it was. You, have you seen the latest uh, Lucy and Desi uh, Netflix thing? No, I haven't. I'm, oh, that's something we need to watch. I forgot about that. Yeah. We've been watching Inventing Anna. Oh yeah, we—that's the girl from Ozark. Yes, that's yeah. what somebody told me. See, I, I don't—I've not watched Ozark. Well, I'm, Ozark guess, is basically what, like watching The Godfather, except in Missouri. Ooh, see, there's some things I don't want to watch. Yeah, it gets a little real at times. I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to go to sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, Robin, you—you you mentioned ballet. If—if if we were sort of listing things in order in chairs is is ballet sort of chair number one for you back in yes probably although you know it's kind of interesting because miss ewing who had the ewing studio who gave money to shenandoah for our ewing studio um offered jazz and tap so when i was growing up i took ballet tap and jazz um and it wasn't and then uh, Sally Neff, you remember Sally Neff? Yeah. That's was she there at all when you were there? See, time-wise, I'm so foggy on because basically everybody's from the same year in my life. I mean, right. all people that I'm <laughs> No, like, no, but see, I always got confused because I would know people from local names. Right, right. But I was the, I was there first at and, and I started in the the the, the winter of 92 i was gonna say i thought you were there in the 90s i was thinking about that today and then i left in 97 i was there for four and a half years because i started in the middle of a semester well and sally i you know i didn't know whether you had heard she you're she taught at shenandoah when i was in high school and so she taught modern. She had gone to Randolph-Macon Women's College and came back and started teaching there. And so I took modern from her in high school at Shenandoah. And it was actually Sally's position that I took on a temporary basis because she was going to be taking a leave of absence for a year going out west. And so she kind of never came back. Wow. And, and, and so then and you, I never you, left. Right. You <laughs> and you became you became the fabric of um, Berryville, Winchester, Hanley and Shenandoah. Yeah. Kind of, you know. Yeah, I guess that's what you'd say. <laughs> wow. I was the girl that if you needed a dance, you called Robin Schroth. <laughs> uh, Robin, when you uh, were a little girl. Mm hmm. How did you get into that tutu? Were you always dancing around the living room or did? Uh, I know. Yeah. It's funny you were, because I knew you were going to ask me these kind of questions. And um, <laughs> I see there, there were a group of us from Berryville that came to Winchester to take ballet. So at, I was thinking today, it was kind of like, it's one of those things I wished I'd asked my mother, like how, was it who who had the first contact with Miss Ewing? Um, because she was the only game in town. And um, so we came, I was five when we started coming to Winchester to take ballet. But, um, and I took from her until she retired my like sophomore year of high school. And then there was at the time, Genevieve Anderson had a studio who was the wife of a doctor here in town. And she had her studio in her house. So we, I went there to study um, and until I graduated, you know, but, and growing up, I was, my parents were, um, you know, they sang in church choir. 
they who by the way was directed by Karen Keating's mother. Ah, Karen <laughs> Keating, you just gotta know it. I mean, you know, Karen Keating and I grew up together, big uh, time, major. But anyway, across the street from each other, our parents, we lived right across the street from each other. That's amazing. I'm gonna see that movie. And parents, they're in Berryville, you know, like, what do you got to do in Berryville? So her mother had these groups, the Core Lairs of Berryville. And my parents sang, um, they put on shows at in, for the JCs, and both my parents performed. And so I really was introduced to that kind of, I can remember sitting in the auditorium at Clark County High School watching my parents sing and dance, or not necessarily dance, more singing than dancing. There was really not dancing, but I was exposed to a lot of music. Mm -hmm. and, you know, my father tells the story of standing up on the, being up in the, um, gas station right across from Hanley High School with his buddies just singing every night they'd sing so <laughs> you know that's kind of it that talk about old it's like going back to Mayberry kind of yeah yeah um but so I just always was exposed to that and you know I went to college my mother was my guidance counselor but um I didn't really know what I was going to major in and went to Mary Washington and okay, well, they have a dance program. Well, I don't think I'll major in dance. So I did. And then Mary, Mary Washington, is that Fredericksburg? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And then I came home that summer in 77 and did music and arts camp with Hal Herman and took Sally Neff's place. Oh my gosh. What was the first SSMT show you did? Okay. Uh, oh, shoot. It was, I Fiddler. think it was an Agatha Christie. Um, it was a mute, but it was a musical. What the heck was it? Ten Millennials? No. Uh -uh. Well, it, I can't remember. You. I can't remember. But I, but like Pippin was one of the first ones I think I did. And I can remember, it's funny going to see a course line last night. In music and arts camp, you know, you could go there as kind of a, it was a recruitment tool and you could get a, a college credit and then use that once you enrolled, you know, your freshman year. Um, and I remember doing a course line, a, a number, I think we did one. And Hal and Lindy would write these reviews and we would, you know, people would come for two weeks and they'd have class, dance class, acting class, singing, la la la. And then we would put on a show. So it was kind of cool. Was, was it in Armstrong from the very beginning? Mm, no. It was just out there in the parking lot. Well, yeah, really. I can't remember if we were in the S's, you know, remember one, two, three along the side of the building. Or... Oh God, that's where we had rehearsal. Yeah. But I also remember the studio theater, but I can't remember when that was built. Was that there when I came? I don't. I don't think it was because I remember how that being built. And I, I remember being in there for music and arts camp big time. So, you know, it'll be 45 years this summer. Wow. I remember I didn't start uh, the, the conservatory until I was 20, 22, 23 years old. So I was already a little bit seasoned. My my turnout had already turned back in. <laughs> but we were in the little studio, right? We were in the little studio. But Rob, and I have to say, I mean, it's it's not until you you know you don't have something that you realize the magic. And I, and we were talking about this with Mary, the sanctuary of dance, mm -hmm. and how you enter almost like a temple or a church to take that class, and you're together and collective as a group. And the judgment, of course, is there with corrections and whatnot, but it's all in this collective consciousness to lift you into better um, alignment, not only with your body, but with your mind and the music and how to feel all of that in oneness. Right. And right. my God, remember, I remember, I'm going to cry, not yet, uh -huh. but um, the piano player. Rick. Nope, Rollins. 
Oh, Bernadine. <gasps> oh, yes. Bernadine Rollins would sit there, and I'm not going to use the F word, but she would effing play that piano like it was her soul. Definitely. And you would leave that class, and I'm not kidding you, I've been to some really boring churches compared to that experience. Well, and she was, you know, she never I first met Bernadine because when I came back to Shannon when I came back to Winchester Marjorie Lewis had me choreograph um something at Little Theater I'll tell you what it is I you know don't forget I'm old I can't remember Jack don't worry we sit but, around and go oh my god what show was that I think well and you can tell everything name. about it but you can't remember the name yeah um anyway Bernadine, that was my first exposure, first, you know, meeting of Bernadine. And so she later accompanied at the university. Talk about an artist. And you know what always got me? And it's terrible. There were this few times that we would, there was something sad and we'd have a memorial service. She would, people would get it. I remember, I forget who had passed away, one of our students. And she was there and in the chapel and she just got up and went to the piano and started playing. And uh, it, it was beautiful. I mean, she was, I'd forgotten that she was there in the nineties when you were there. Yeah, I remember yeah, her I, as well. I can't forget it. And I just, I, I, you know, I came from nothing. So those little things, I would leave and just think, where am I? This yeah. is, I mean, Ryan Dean Halbrook, once outside of our house here in Fairlington, which was built for the Pentagon, about four mi uh, about a mile from the Pentagon. Uh -huh. Ryan Dean one day said to me, this was recently kind of Ryan. He said, why, do you, why did you go to Shenandoah? And I immediately, without even thinking, I said, it was my only way out. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. there was something about, and you know how this is, when you're in your tribe of fellow artists, artisans, whether it be dance or, or singers or whatever we're doing together, there is an unspoken language of the arts. Right. And the love for the arts. Yep. And I, it's funny, I was th kind of thinking along that way too, because, you know, in my 45 years of teaching, so many people have come through my life and gone. And, you know, at the time, we are the only souls on the earth. You know, we're the only people doing doing shows and choreographing and teaching dance and taking class and getting to class at 8 a.m. And, and then the next round comes and the next round. And it's kind of, it's um, interesting to think about playing a little role in everybody's passage and through Shenandoah and you know what the fact that you know you guys have asked me to do this is so touching to me well you know it's so amazing even now us as teachers and mentors and I don't know actually who we are uh, we've been sitting in the living room for two years <laughs> um, but you know now I oh my god one of my a piano students is now writing music in all over Spotify. And I went to one of his concerts and I started bawling in the back. So I was like, oh my God, that's culture. I told him where a middle C was. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. And then I'm thinking to myself, I tell you one thing, if that little sucker makes it, I'm going to show up and I'm going to say, look, my prices have gone up. Yes. <laughs> but oh, I have God. to say, Robin, we will cut this next statement if you do, if you don't want this told. Me and Stephen mentioned your name a lot because oh, Jesus. the three of us were part of the opening of the Wizard of Oz. Yes, of the new Ownstrom Bryant Theater. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I still have my keychain. Me too. It's by the front door. What keychain? The ticket. It's right here. Stephen, yeah. I didn't get a ticket. Yes, you did. No, no one invited. Oh my God! Oh Stephen just pulled out his ticket. It's I the Wizard it. of Oz. What's it doing hanging up here? Someone could steal it. It's not real gold. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, does it have a date? Let's read the date. Saturday, June twenty seventh, nineteen ninety eight. Oh my God! Wow. And so, anyways, so there we were. We did the Wizard of Oz. It was the opening of the new theater, but it wasn't the first show that season because that Gigi was the one before that in the old space, right? Yeah. Oh, real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who and did, then we I, I didn't do... choreograph that. I think Mary choreographed that. 
And then we were gonna do what Gigi? Did she? I uh... think I don't I don't remember. <laughs> we were trying to keep it all straight and it's hard to. Didn't you do Wizard of Oz though? Oh yeah, yeah, I did do that. Yeah, because it was the first show and that right. Yeah. You, you christened that theater. Anyways, just a funny story. Me and Steven still say this to this day. Robin Hart Troth. I'm. I think I'm the only student that says Hart. And I only know Robin that Hart because I, I'm from Winchester. Yeah. But um, because the show is kind of long-ish, mm-hmm. and the party tent people probably were told to leave at midnight. By the time we crossed the the way everybody was kind of semi-packing up. And by the time we started the party, it was kind of like over. And Robin Schroth looked at these women who were packing up the stuff and you said, come on, ladies, no more beer. (laughs) (laughs) And so Stephen will be like at the most random place. And if something kind of happens weird, he'll say, come Come on, on, ladies, ladies. no No more more beer. beer. Well, it's funny you say that because I have a picture of uh, you, me, and Higginbotham. Oh, my God. Under the tent. I can't think where that picture is. It it shows up periodically. Like, I have it somewhere weird. And I'll open something and go, oh, my God, there's that picture. And I think Robin had on a red dress, maybe. Yep. And I don't remember what I had on, but... um, Yep. Was it was Bobby Spencer there that night because we were going to start rehearsal yeah. for Superstar the next day? Yep. I think so. And I'm sure we went somewhere else afterwards or stood in the parking lot or did something. I think we just all went back to the parking lot the, outside yeah. of the dorms. I think yeah. we went back to the dorms and all hung out together because it was such a little reunion. Yeah, I kind of remember that. And let me tell you, I, I know I say this over and over, but like when you work for the bank, you don't have a family like that. It's only show people that. Oh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, it's incredible. The stories we have, I think people who aren't in theater or whatever, just look at you like you're nuts. Like, what are you talking about? Well, I, you know, to me in my, as I move on in this lifetime, one of the saving, the most fun for me is to stalk people on Facebook. Right. I mean, you know, you get to see everybody. You feel like you're talking to them. Yeah. And, you know, like you've seen them yesterday and you get to see their kids and you get to see what they're doing. Now, sometimes it's kind of like a little too curated, but, um, you know, it is fun to see what people are doing. And, you know, I oftentimes think, do they think I'm a weirdo because I like something or congratulations when they go, why is Robin Shaw still looking at me? But, you know, it's fun for me. And, and it really does. It is truly the family feel for sure. And well, I was going to say, like you were talking about just being there, you know, for as long as you have, you know, we got to experience that for four years. Mm-hmm. You experienced that over and over and over again. It's just amazing how many great amazing moments through yeah. through your own history that you've experienced it's just amazing well and, and it you know as my life yeah it started at five years old at dorothy ewings and how how fortunate for me to come home basically and be able to do all the stuff i've done in 45 years that has challenged me, rewarded me, made me work harder, make me sad, make me whatever. And in theater and just the people that I've been able to be with, no matter how long it is or how short it is, just making something, making something that other people enjoy. And, you know, that that's that's pretty cool. Um, and I wish, you know, I wish I had a better memory of so many things, but, you know, I kind of exist in the moment and, um, you know, I, I, that, that's very, it's very heartwarming and, you know, I feel very, very lucky to have been able to do what I have done for so long. You know, it's so funny, Robin, um, you saying that, you know, you're with these people for four years and you've remained... When when we were kind of like trying to think of the best people to ask that we wanted to have conversations with, and we're not done with all of them yet. I was gonna say yeah. some people will get pissed. Even I know it's gonna be. They're gonna be like, "How come I wasn't asked?" I know. Oh, I'm gonna say, "Well, 
because we weren't invited to your apple blossom party. <laughs> um, but, you know, you and Mary came up almost immediately because, yes, you are our mentors and instructors, but in a way I was like, oh, they're like alum with us. They're, they're, you just are part of the, right. my college experience to me. So it's- uh, like, I never had lunch with Hal. No. Right, exactly. No. <laughs> However, uh -huh. to, 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 to springboard off of the Facebook, uh, there's something bigger than Facebook that would happen every year, and it's called the Tonys. Oh, yeah. And so I think the first or second <laughs> year, I graduated in 97, so this might have been like maybe 98, 99, I don't know. But for some random reason, somebody was on the Tonys, and either I called Robin, or I think Robin called me, and then we called each other for a good handful of years every Tony Great. Awards to talk about because there was always somebody from Shenandoah connected, you know, on the Tony. Yep. 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 And, you know, now that you're like, you see like Kathy um, Voiko doing the thing with Hugh Jackman and getting all, all this pressure, like, oh my God. I know. That's fantastic. It, it is kind of, I know, because we would, and we also would critique things a little bit too, as I recall, when we would chat after the Tony's yeah yeah <laughs> um and speeches maybe well but you know it's always interesting i'm sure you could write a book but it's interesting how slowly and quickly things kind of evolve in storytelling mm -hmm. uh you know i remember doing um fiddler yeah and i've seen fiddler done in other you know different a different way of storytelling mm-hmm I mean, there was one. There was one production here in D.C. I won't bring up names, but you know, you are the fiddler was in the basement, and the title is "Fiddler on the Roof." Oh dear! But um, but anyway, a reimagining. It was a it, it was a reimagining. Um, oh God! But there is something very, very basic and very um, instinctual about just storytelling in musicals that becomes, you know, people see themselves through us doing what we do. Right. Right. And um, I think it was always interesting when I watched the Tonys because you're like, oh, my God, that looks horrible. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, my God, that looks, you know, when Hamilton came out, I was, of course, a little bit the person that was like, oh, God, big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then and then, you know, like I was listening to it or something like, oh, my gosh, I don't get it. And then I saw it. And I was like, oh, wow, I think I really feel get, dumb now <laughs> well i don't feel dumb i'm just worried that i really am worried that hamilton has made theater for the rich mm. because Ooh, all of my ironic, right? well what's funny is the kids i teach and i i guess i can say this now that i'm 52 the kids i teach the ones who wear the hamilton shirts and the kids who don't looks like mm -hmm. a distinction yeah, that's interesting. You that's that's an interesting con. And, and you know, it's killer there in DC at the old KC. Those tickets are ridiculous. That's where I work. That's where Ryan works. He's in charge of the ticket prices. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they're ridiculous sometimes. Oh, ridiculous. Absolutely, yeah. The not a normal person can go. No, we can't we yeah. can't go see theater and we we actually actually create our own theater. I mean, it's ridiculous. The last, well, we went to see Hades Town, and I felt like that was fairly reasonable. Um, oh wow! I, I I would have been there. I, I wish I could have oh, said, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> I took my girls, so oh, um, wonderful. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful building. It is. I mean, I love going to Kenny Center because you know I went to um, GW for grad school for a year, and which is right around the corner. Yeah, and at the time we you could park at Kennedy Center, and they had a shuttle because they ran out, they didn't have enough places for people to park. So I parked at the Kennedy Center and that's when the Dance in America series, I don't know if you remember that on on public television, but it was done at the Kennedy Center. And so there were there was a major season of dance companies that the, throughout the whole year we, you know, I went to the Kennedy Center. I mean, I love the Kennedy Center. I I had a, a job interview at George Washington. You did? And I parked at the Candy Center and I walked by the little bus stop, uh, Ryan, you know, outside of the big front part where all the important people parked. You're talking about the shuttle. Yep. Yeah. 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 And there was a homeless woman there and she said, you know, do you have any money? And I kind of was, wasn't sure. I looked, I had a $20 bill and I said, here, I've got a 20, just keep it. And she said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to get a job. 
And she said, you're going to get that job. Aww. Went to the George Washington, had the interview, didn't get the job. Mm-hmm. But that night I was playing the piano at Signature Theater and had my little tip jar out. And right before I left to go home, someone came by and slipped in a $20 bill. Really? And there was something magical about that. I was, I thought, oh my God, this is the reason you believe in angels. (laughs) (laughs) I gave out a 20. I got a 20 back. Except, you know, hopefully your angel will work to get you that job next time. Right. (laughs) No, 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 no. I think, I think it was purposed to not get that job because it didn't happen. Well, were you around, were you guys at school when we used to do a performance at the Kennedy Center every year from Shenandoah? Well, I was yeah. there, I yeah, was yeah. there with the choir. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. The, the choir and the dancers would go. Yep. Yeah. And remember, that's when Clive Charlerton and David Nell's piece for that they wrote for, they wrote an original musical for a music theater ensemble. And we performed that there. Is that Johnny ha- Got His Gun? No, it no. Was starting another day. Starting another day. Is that what it's called? I can't believe I just said that. Because starting another day. Anyway, when we went to, I remember going to with Rob. Was I with Robin to see David Nell's um, Trailer Park musical off Broadway? Yes, in, in New York. And Robin hang him up and goes, "You're gonna, you're gonna hear a few songs, you know." <laughs> I mean, because the two he had taken some some of the music melodies that he had written at Shenandoah and put it in Trailer Park. So that was kind of cool. Oh wow! Yeah, it was kind of cool. So we, you know, we performed there. We all, we were down in the bowels and eating in the cafeteria all down in, in the Kennedy Center. That was really cool. The Charlotte Collins did that gig. Yeah. yeah. I got to, because of Shenandoah, I got to see the Kennedy Center, uh, the National Cathedral and Europe. Oh yeah. Cool. With um, Schaefer, Robert Schaefer. Right. Is, is he still alive? I don't know, but he used to throw chairs and he would say, God has perfect pitch. <laughs> and I kept thinking to myself, you know, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of throwing chairs, Hal Herman threw a chair one time during uh, rehearsal. I remember that. And it flipped me out. I can remember it was somebody's one person show and they were rehearsing after our rehearsal. And I went backstage in the black box and um, I, 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 it, kind of made me cry. I was crying because he, it was Dane and Matthew Ghost and he got mad as hell and threw that chair and made them all leave. And I was like, Ooh, I've never seen him like this. Yeah. I never saw him like that. He was sleeping in a chair. (laughs) (laughs) I I remembered, I, I saw a little fire under him when he would perform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think when we were rehearsing Fiddler, I saw more activity. I, I don't mean that unkindly. Oh, no, and Fagan and Oliver, absolutely. I remember him really. I was like, oh, wow, there he is. There he is. Well, he could get mad. He'd get yeah. angry. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I told you about uh, my dad finding the his class book and, at the auction, right? No. So several years ago, when Mr. Herman passed away, someone brought stuff to the auction to sell. Oh. And this guy started, before they gave it to my father, this guy went through it and threw some stuff away. And of course, when they left, my dad went through the trash. Yeah. And so my dad here in Arlington said, Matthew, I want you to sit down. I got something to show you. And he pulled out Hal Herman's grade book from 92 to 93. <sighs> and I'm in it, Kathy Voigt. I mean, it's it's that little chunk of of. Yeah. of it's unreal even and some people in it that's passed away (gasps) oh gosh Um, i well it's funny that you say that because i was thinking tonight about people you know they're just some people you remember and then you i i have grade books i find this stack of grade books and i'll go through and go who the heck was that you know or you run across a name and go wow I wonder whatever happened to that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the other day, uh, Jessica Goodlin. Jessica Goodlin in my class, I guess for the lack of better words, she didn't really ever seem to really get her jam on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's she couldn't find out what spectrum she should be on as far as what 
department? Was she really, what was her forte and what was her not her right. forte? But anyways, this thing came up, I think it was on Facebook of like, you know, this evening with Jessica at, at some amazing uh, thing. And I was like, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, wow. And, you know, I think sometimes um, we all know this. I, I mean, maybe this is just my journey, but, you know, I always felt like I had so much to prove. Mm. And as I've gotten older and I'm now kind of teaching more and still creating, I realized I, I actually just have a lot to share. Yeah, oh, that's that's a great way to put it. But I, I do think that, you know, when I, I mean, college, certainly, and in theater, that you are trying to prove. You haven't figured out what you're going to share yet. You're just trying to figure out how to create the instrument that will share, you know? Yeah, and I'm not sure I even knew what, what to prove. I just knew I had to prove something. Yeah, interesting. And I don't know if I ever... I don't know as I ever thought, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a weird only child that never had to compete with anybody and life just kind of, things kind of fallen at, in my, at my feet. And I'm happy with what, what has come to pass. I, you know, do I regret not going to New York to not, uh, no, I, you know, I have been so fulfilled doing what I do. That's why I've been doing it for so long. Cause I really don't want to give it up, you know, and for me at my age, you know, when you start giving things up, you are recognizing your mortality, which is kind of creepy. And I mean, I'm not going to put a big old damper on our conversation, but you know, as you get older, it, if I knew now what I knew then I'd be, I would have been like a hot shot kind of, cause I, you know, you just refine you as a teacher know that you refine your method, you find, and, and that's the exciting thing to me about sharing the arts is that it always changes. And there's always another viewpoint. There's always another, you know, something to learn from somebody else. And I, you know, I think if I really, the one thing that you have to continue to do throughout your life in the arts is to observe and that, you know, that, that will serve you well, because I don't know, that's just my feeling. I, I, I've always watched and looked and, you know, gotten ideas or, you know, back in the day, there was no Facebook to look up the, um, or YouTube. And I'd go to the library and check out, look at the record, record jacket, to look at the pictures of the Broadway show to go, oh, that's what they were doing in this song, or that's what the set looked like, or look, they kicked here. I mean, you know, that's how I got my inspiration, that and how Herman talking to me about it. So, you know, observing, and, and you know as well as I that you've gotten better at what you do. It Practice makes perfect, definitely. Well, yeah, and like literally life is the, your life should be like a, a ballet 101 class. Mm-hmm. It is a community. It is an alignment. It is the mm -hmm. basics. And you will carry that with whatever dance you do through life. Yeah. And it's and it's always too early in the morning. It's always too early <laughs> in the morning. I had this boy tell me the other day, he goes, you know, Robin, I only get up for eight o'clock ballet because it's you. I said, well, thank you, Clint. I really appreciate that. Could we change it to 8 p.m.? <laughs> really? I'm like, oh, gosh, it's dark when I get up. Oh, Lord. But anyway, they're all they're all sweet and cute and they work really hard. And, you know, there's so much talent and talk about, to me, more competitive and more more skills coming with more like dance skills that everybody's got to compete against. I, I think, I think dance well, and it's changed just because it's become so public. I think, you know, well, it's like the Olympics because the teacher, the, the teacher that was the student now knows more tricks because of the teacher that was before them. Yeah. Exactly. And like the Olympics, the, the, the teacher that just won the gold is now teaching all the new tricks to the next person who's going to teach more tricks until you, you show up at the age of 52 and go, oh, my God, why am I still in this business? Yeah. I can't tumble. No. 
I, I mean, you could tumble, but you'd hurt yourself. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan used it to was... tumble all over the set. I did, I did. I used to tumble everywhere. Hey, Robin, are you still connected with Cotillion? Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't had it during during COVID. Oh, because... yeah, yeah. So there was that. But, yeah, I think I'm going to – I have someone who maybe will take it over. I – you know, it's big. I, big for Winchester and people have bugged the heck out of me during COVID. Are you having cotillion? I don't, this one woman was kind of like rude to me a little bit. Um, you know, she thinks it's so awful that the students were shortchanged. And I was like, hold on, go buy a book, Emily Post. She sells them, you know, she puts them out. I, you know, I, but I just didn't want to have to deal with middle schoolers with no vaccines and cotillion. Oh my gosh. The ladies down South in the do cotillion, you know, you might as well, there wasn't, was there COVID? Nobody wore masks. They all wore gloves, but I, you know, I'm like, I don't want to teach or they all did line dances. I'm like, that's not the program. The whole point is learn how to partner dance. So I was like, Nope, I'm not doing it. And I must say there were, I don't, I didn't really miss it because those little sixth and seventh graders are, some of them are a piece of work. Is cotillion a, an American thing? It's a Southern thing. It's yeah. a Southern thing. Yeah. yeah. But there always were cotillion, um, even in Europe. That's, you know, it's, con it's considered part of a ball, I think. Um, mm. But it's kind of South. And, you know, what I do is a franchise. I'm, I'm, I'm part of a franchise. So mm. I, there's a company that, you know, trains directors and but i've been doing that for like mm, almost 30 years 26 seven years wow you know i i just get something and i kind of hang on to it it's kind of like my husband i've hung on to him for 40 years um how are the uh, kid kiddos kiddos are good and walker um is here in town and actually um she is a deputy clerk of the court. Wow. Um, you know, she did, uh, she did Disney college program, worked at Disney, worked for Carnival Cruise Lines a little bit, um, came home, passed the real estate exam, worked for real estate, worked real estate with Johnny for about five years. But then she just felt like this job came up and it's a state job with benefits and retirement and insurance. And, you know, she just really needed something a little more stable. And plus I think she was kind of tired of working with her dad. Cause you know, he can be a tough one. So, yeah. um, but, um, she's living in my mother's house. My mother died a year ago. And, um, so I had rented my mother's house for nine years while my mother was in, um, um, nursing home but um so now she's in that house which is kind of fun because she was very close to my mother and then cassie is in richmond and she is a lawyer lobbyist with mcguire woods consulting and her big gig her she's in the throes of the general assembly right now and virginia politics and she still has red hair and the personality to go with it. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's, uh, she went to U of R law school and stayed in Richmond. So she's been working for McGuire Woods, I guess, for six years now. So, um, but we have no grandchildren yet. I just keep, I do have a grand dog whose name is, this is Ann Walker's dog, and his name is George Clooney. Oh, George. He's adorable. Is George there tonight? No, he's at he's with Ann Walker. He's not he's with there. me tonight. But George, you know, Ann Walker, I'm gonna even come on, George. George Clooney, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> well, if you hear anybody snoring currently, it's our two pugs. Oh, I love them. I love when you post pictures of them. They are the silliest. They they were our therapists during COVID. I bet. And, you know, there's elements of the, of the COVID experience that, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss if I ever am forced to go back into public life because I've really enjoyed the five years that I've really been able to get close to these damn pugs. Is that how old they are? They're both five. They'll both be six this year. Oh. And, you know, they're half brothers. <clears throat> I love it. 
yeah they're they're pretty darn cute i we don't have a dog anymore our dog died she was 17 oh wow so, so we just have george clooney he comes and he's when he stays with us he sleeps with me john vacates he's like i'm in the other room i'm out of here i'm yeah, yeah. i'm good mm-hmm. but um no we're good we're just doing our thing i um i'm you know I'm still, I, my adjunct position is just enough for me. And I'm happy that, you know, that's where I've ended up. So, um, okay. I've got just a few quick questions before we wrap up. Okay. Are you reading anything right now? Um, what am I reading upstairs? Um, oh, darn it. Uh, uh the newest Jody Picoult, I think Cassie gave me that. For Christmas. So I'm reading that. There was something else I just read that was really good. Are you, uh, are you watching anything on, you know, we, everyone started binging crap. You see, you're watching, um, Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna. Is that a great show? Have you not seen it? No, we just see it on our queue. Well, you, you need to watch it. You know, she, her, she's in the head, she's in the news, you know, in jail. It's based on a true story. This chick was unbelievable. Crazy. Crazy. Well, if it's that's the same actress who's crazy in Ozark, so she's pretending so... to be an heiress, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but we like, you know, we watch some Netflix, but we're always kind of looking at each other, going, "Okay, what do we, what do we watch? What are people watching?" Because we don't know enough. But so we're doing that. And what else? Um, what's, are you doing a one a show this summer for summer theater? No, I've kind of stepped back from that. No more summer theater. No more, no more beer ladies. No more beer ladies. Really? <laughs> you know, they don't have those fun, big opening parties anymore. Wow. Do you know who changed my life at an opening night party? Who did? Miss Paige Coffee. Oh, you know, it's funny. I just saw a picture. Is she like... That all that surfing she does, I'm kind of like, wow, yeah. And plus, she's very, she's very attractive, yeah. In a in a strange way, in a really unconventional way. way. Or, I don't know. There's just so, and her daughter is beautiful. She came up to me when we had parties downtown at some bar that had a staircase. Um. It was during summer theater, I think. It was what nothing was on campus, and we used to go there. And she came up to me and she said, "Honey, you're not. You've got it, but you're not working it." Oh, and I was like, "What?" And she was like, <laughs> "Me and you are going to go shopping tomorrow." Oh, what a riot! And she took me to the Army surplus store, and we got as much uh, military outfits as i could wear and and anyone that saw me at a party after that i was always wearing something that had to do with a splash of military on it <laughs> that's hysterical because of page coffee she was a piece of work yeah yeah well was well, she your age was she your class no just she was here doing, she was here doing adelaide adelaide in guys and dolls oh yeah 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 Huh. God, do you remember when Joe Bab? Gene Bab. Do you remember when Gene Bab got locked in the bathroom during a performance of Fiddler on the Roof? <laughs> and they couldn't, they, he couldn't go out. No. Do you remember that? Because no. we were waiting for the priest, right? Wasn't he yeah, the priest? Yeah, he got locked in the bathroom in Armstrong and he couldn't go out and do a scene. <laughs> I, I maybe didn't know that part <laughs> bless his heart gene babb and he told really raunchy jokes supposedly in the dressing room oh god he sure did always always oh, wow. yep well robin thank you so much for taking the time to be with us tonight and going down memory lane um we love you so very much well oh, so i love much. you guys this is and I commend you. I think this little podcast idea is so cool. And leave it to you two. Leave it to you two to get things going and ro rolling with, you know, keeping up with the time. So, I'm you know, it's also been really educational actually hearing how people have kind of, you know, moved on and done so many different things yeah. since, since Shenandoah that, you know, maybe doesn't have anything to do directly with 
choreographing or dancing or right. acting, but using all that talent for so many amazing things. I mean, Lure Wyaz was just having that campaign with t-shirts to raise money, uh, you know, just amazing, right. amazing people. You know, she just was in the show with Kevin Covert because Kevin Covert runs, was in that show off Broadway for over Christmas. Though. Oh yeah, I saw that. The, uh, yeah. uh, junk band Christmas. Yeah, evidently her part, the person that was there left or something, they dismissed her or something happened and, and Kevin called Laura and That's she incredible. came and did it. So that was cool. The SU stays tight to each other. They do. We, we should call Kevin to talk about his new role with Shandoa. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You, yeah, that'd be, he, he would probably love it. And we just want to, again, say how much we love you. We uh, will be in touch soon. And, um, Great. and if anyone from Apple Blossom is listening and wants me to come across the Hanley football field in a little pink watermelon dress, <laughs> um, I'm happy to do so. You got to dye your hair red. I'll, I'll be there. I, whatever hair I've got left. Whatever hair <laughs> I've got left. Well, you guys, Ryan, it's fun to know you're in the room too. And um, I really yeah, love. You'll, you'll get a friend request from me on Facebook. Okay. Well, I, you know, we need to do this uh, more often and uh, just kind of keep up with each other because you guys are, are, are great and you've just done such cool stuff and DC is lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks again for thinking of the old girl here. She really appreciates it. Absolutely. Of course. See you at 8 a.m. Yeah, you bet, baby. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much, Robin. Um, We love you so much. We do. Come on, ladies. No more beer. It's just a classic moment in time that we love, um, that we get to talk to you about. So um, if you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connersmithmusicals.com. That's kind of with an E-R. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, under Connor and Smith. Again, Connor with an E-R, please. Um, please check out the Discord message board. The link is in the description. Just has fun photos, things like that. I think maybe there's a photo from Wizard of Oz opening. And maybe I'll put a photo of the golden ticket from opening night of Wizard of Oz. Oh my god, yeah. That would be amazing. Um, and please rate, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, share it where you share things, post it where you post things. We appreciate it so much. Add to our um, Spotify playlist of music of the late 90s. Steve Jones is really owning the um, contributions there, so I know other people can add some stuff. No slight to Steve. Steve, you're killing it. Um, but yeah, this is this is continuing to be a lot of fun. God knows when season five will end because there's so many Shenandoah alum we're reconnecting with and talking to. Um, and we're having a great time. So until the next time, we will see you later. Bye. Bye.